Hey, I'm Kevin Pettit. And I'm Martin Frazier. And we are Loud Americans Discussing Soccer, better known as Lads. Uh, All right. Today is January 30th, 2019. January is already almost done, guys. Uh, Coming to you from South Philadelphia and Mooresville, Charlotte. Where are you today, Martin? I am in Charlotte today. I'm like a nomad. <laughs> How you doing, dude? It's a fucking brand new week. Um, just so the listeners know, Kevin hasn't talked to me about soccer uh, since Friday for whatever reason. Mm. Uh, I couldn't. I so don't know. I'm doing great. <laughs> How are you doing, Kev? Dude, don't even get me started. I uploaded the Manchester United uh, Supporters Organization of Boston podcast last night, and I already told you, like, I was literally in enemy territory at a bar filled with, like, 50 to 70 just Man United supporters singing and chanting and, like, dancing on my grave like Jesse Lingard. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Jesse Lingard destroyed your stadium. You can't play there again. Emirates is gone. We're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. But (laughs) um, Boston was a lot of fun. I just want to say thank you again to Chris, Jamil. Uh, Amon, everyone at Man United Boston, you guys were fucking awesome. McGann's Irish Pub. Uh, I think Chrissy was the owner who came over during the middle of the podcast and was like, what are you guys doing over here with these microphones? And I was like, hey, Chrissy, uh, tend to be on the podcast. Do you have anything to say? And she was like, ah, ah, uh, I'm out. And just like ran away. Um, <laughs> so thank you all to that. Uh, big apologies to the Boston Blues, the Chelsea guys. I was supposed to interview with you on Sunday for your FA Cup match against Sheffield Wednesday, I believe you guys played, and I had a family emergency, so I could not do the interview, but I'll be back up in Boston. I was up there for uh, my information sesh for grad school, um, so hopefully I'll get in. Thoughts and prayers for Kev, even more now with Arsenal, you know, doing Arsenal-y things, but um, besides that, Martin, you doing all right? Oh, yeah. I mean, just the typical working. I'm covered in dirt and grease at all times, so that's always Mm -hmm. been fun, but the fucking soccer uh, in 2019 has been amazing. The news has been fucking amazing. So I'm living my best life in this 2019 era. Um, I I think it's only proper that right now I'm drinking the champagne of beers now, unfortunately, (laughs) because I was supposed to stop at the grocery store and pick up some beer and food on the way home but laziness took over and the need to pod took over so i'm drinking fucking goddamn miller light tonight a mm. five out of ten kev five out of ten i'm drinking pbr and i'm biased because i'm a hipster fuck as you know and i will be giving my pbr my blue collared beer now taken over by hipsters a six out of ten because it's just you know my beer of choice and you'll be hard find to find it in boston god i went to this bougie ass bar i was just telling you before the show started and it was like five dollars for miller high life bottles there was no beers on draft at this bar i went to and fucking the shots were eleven dollar <laughs> shots for like house whiskey or whatever you know like also is it called like i've heard people call it house whiskey for the cheapest whiskey i've also heard it called um it starts with an r like Ro- i've heard well i've well. heard well yeah, I need to find out the correct term because I hope I asked for the right thing because when I got the bill back and it was like 11 and I bought like for four people and I Jesus. went, I went $44. Ah, I look at one, like, oh, and, and maybe one of that puke. hurts. 
it made me want to puke more than the whiskey and tequila shots I took that night. So that was Boston is just so bougie. Like I'm excited to move there and all, but God damn, but it seems like they got a good soccer like culture and like, you know, like uh, everyone pretty, pretty jazzed about soccer up there. So good for them. Go, go Boston. You guys, you know, I've always struggled with your sports teams. Never have you had <laughs> like, you know, a bad time with any of your sports teams. So I, you know, good thing you have a good soccer culture. All right, uh, Martin, before we get, we are going to be talking about the magic of the FA cup because the FA cup is back. Us, us as the media have been poo pooing, um, you know, dropping our trousers all over the FA Cup. And you know what? The FA Cup is, well, is back, man. But before we get into that, I do want to touch on some major news going around going around with transfers and international news. Uh, I, you know, we never talk about Neymar enough, which is funny enough. He was our first, our first ever show. That's how I always like remember when we did our first ever podcast. It was like, when was the Neymar transfer? Because I think that was the first topic. <laughs> yeah, like it when was. He, when he left Barcelona. So Neymar has had a serious injury. He may need surgery, but the reports are coming out that he doesn't want to get surgery. He's like, fuck that. Nope. Nope. I'm not getting another surgery. Um, who he's got, he's having a lot of his injuries are mounting up Martin. So yeah, dude, like I sent, um, the news of it last night to our group text with, uh, I think bleacher. Rep- no ESPN FC broke the news and I sent the, uh, injury report, Mostly just to piss off our friend Dom, who's a huge Neymar fan. And then uh, people started pointing out that he's been injured a lot. And then I looked up the stats. He's been injured for 147 days since Mm. he was transferred to Barcelona. So that's before the World Cup um, 2014 Mm. when he injured his back. So I don't think it's too much of a stretch to say... The man's kind of injury prone. Like mm. that's not one of my like faults in Neymar. My fault is mostly with him diving and his flamboyancy. But I I never thought he was injury prone. I never thought that he was kind of frail or soft. But when you kind of point out the times he's been hurt and the huge matches that he's missed, ah, evidence starts to build up, Kev. Yeah, Martin, this should we start this narrative that, you know, Neymar is just injury prone? Like teams Can just, we? Okay. All right, we're starting it. So teams, stay away. <laughs> I I think the talent uh doesn't outweigh how likely he is going to be injured. Maybe from all the flopping. Maybe if he didn't hit the ground so often. That's he would, true. I mean, people don't talk about that enough. So Neymar may be injured, which is good news for you, Martin, since you will be facing PSG Manchester United uh, in the Champions League. So I'm, I'm just saying, you guys, Manchester United, things are like falling very much into your favor lately. So uh, I'm not saying luck or anything, but I'm saying that I think that definitely boosts your odds. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'll take what the football gods can give, you know. I'm not going to mm-hmm. question a, a free fucking Neymar injury I'll take PSG no Neymar any day. And I think Manchester United confidence is high even after the game yesterday, but we'll be talking about that on Thursday's podcast. Uh, Confidence is high, and I think United on a good day can beat PSG sans Neymar. And uh, this is another, uh, I guess, blemish on Neymar's record. So it's going to be interesting to see how he bounces back from this if his future is still at PSG. Because this is twice now he's missed the latter half of the season in his two years at PSG. So, uh, 
I'm I'm interested to see if if this summer is his you know jump ship be like all right I'm I'm gone summer. Yeah, I would just hate to like shit all over a player for being injury prone when it's sometimes mostly it's out of their own control. But when it's but 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 when it's Neymar, I'm like more inclined. So um, more <laughs> you kind of feel okay about. It. Yeah, I'm not gonna lose sleep. More <laughs> news going on in the transfer world. Higuain, fat man, who we've been talking for weeks, is going to Chelsea. He's there. Um, and also, the best part was his own teammates busting his balls, saying he's wearing a double X jersey, which is so funny. <laughs> I think he'd be wearing a triple X if he was at Arsenal. But um, also, Morata going to Atletico Madrid, which would be just so funny for him to just do so well. Uh, another Chelsea player who did poorly at the club go on to become a super talent i.e. Mosala, Lukaku, Kevin De Bruyne. But, um, yeah, so it finally happened, and I think there was a great relief from Chelsea fans to see Morata gone. Uh, even though the money, was tons of money was spent on the player, there's a lot of high expectations for him and definitely did not meet those expectations by any means. But I feel like a great big uh, set of weight is off of Chelsea fans' shoulders after getting rid of the Spaniard. Yeah, and I mean that's that's the crazy thing about Chelsea, and it's the same with their managers. They're cutthroat. If you don't perform well, if you don't perform to Chelsea standards, you're gone. You're either out on loan, like the other forty players they have out on loan, or they'll sell your ass. And that's exactly what they did with Morata. He did not perform consistently for the year and a half that he was in England. They shipped him off to Atletico Madrid, where I'm sure Diego Simeone will scare the piss out of him and make him perform. Well, uh, so I'm excited to see him play in La Liga, that's for sure. And a final bit of transfer news for the Chelsea fans among us. Hudson Odi has uh, officially been told that he's not going to be transferred this transfer window. So he's at Chelsea for the near future, and it sounds like his teammates are telling him to stay at Chelsea and he'll be a superstar. So that's some good news for that Chelsea fan out there that I uh, rarely can give you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I which is rare for Chelsea not to get rid of their players. So good, right? Good for, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Good, good for Chelsea. Good guy, Chelsea. All right, Martin. Um, I'm just going to get down to it. I'm going to get down the brass tacks. We're going to open up with this. This is upsetting. You want to rip it, off the bandaid, Kev? Yeah, I just want the bandaid off, and then we don't have to talk about it the rest of the podcast. <laughs> Manchester United versus Arsenal at the Emirates at Arsenal's home turf. Manchester United playing a definitely weaker side compared to Arsenal's absolutely tore Arsenal to shreds and I'm being polite so former Arsenal star Alexi Sanchez which I'm so glad I did not wear my Arsenal jersey that day my <laughs> my my, uh, my my Sanchez smart. yeah I did not wear my Alexi Sanchez jersey to the United bar thank god um Scored against his former team. You had Jesse Lingard also score uh, and then proceeded to moonwalk all over the lives of every Arsenal fan there again. And you had, what's it called, Aubameyang hitting a sitter. God damn, he's really good at hitting sitters. And then I believe it was Martial who sealed the deal, 3-1. Three away goals for Manchester United played very much in control of the game. Arsenal may have had the possession, but could not do anything with it. Absolutely nothing. 
um, Lukaku looking like at, like Metsid Ozil out there, especially setting up that Alexis Sanchez goal. Jesus Christ. Um, just absolutely just finding the gaps and destroying our side. So I'm going to let you go first, and then I will respond after taking this next couple minutes of beating. Be nice. Be nice, okay? Be nice. I'll be very nice, Kev. I mean, mm-hmm. you always off, are. You always are. Okay. I am the nicest person in the world, especially when it comes to soccer rivals. Um, first and foremost, your defense is so goddamn atrocious. It's a fucking shame that it hasn't been fixed in four years that it has been shit. Um, and it was only worsened by the fact that uh, Papalop Ding Dong fucking got injured and had to come off and then Koscielny got stepped on on the face so you were down two center backs just like that in the first half uh so that didn't make matters any fucking better for you but the midfield of Mata Torreira and Popog but just overran the Torreira and Xhaka counterpart which uh surprised me but dude I'll be completely honest with you I did not expect this I thought this was going to be a fucking tough-fought game. I did not think you guys were going to be able... Or I thought that Uh-oh. Arsenal was going to be able to stop this new Manchester United counterattack. And they apparently were not. And Sokjar pointed that out after the match. He said that Manchester United has always had strong counterattack goals against Arsenal. Uh, then he pointed to the examples of Rooney, to Song, to Ronaldo, to himself... And so it must also real quick. Uh, it must be nice to refer to yourself as one doing well against another club. Like just uh, yeah, oh, oh yeah. What a, what a, oh, what a, <laughs> what an what an alpha move. Like oh yeah, I it's was a al- pat on the back real hard. I was like I was also good at this. Like oh fuck me, come on. <laughs> oh come on, guy. Uh, so I thought, regardless of the possession, Arsenal did not seem threatening. Uh, minus the sitter that Aubameyang did score. Uh, Manchester United looked revitalized still. They looked the more attacking side, and uh, I think that they deserve this victory. And I, the only thing I wasn't happy with was that uh, Sanchez and Lukaku started. I thought Alexia Martial should have started with Jesse Lingard out wide, and that's how I think they should play their starting eleven from now on out. But that's mm-hmm. my only gripe about the game, and that's a very selfish uh, Martin gripe. Yeah, our back line is so bad, Martin. I watched the Fire Festival documentaries on Hulu and Netflix. Uh, yeah. And there's that quote from that guy who's now a meme where it's like, I was about to suck dick to make sure the festival kept going, like to get the water on. And like, I just think like, what would I do to have Arsenal have a great back line? And you know, it might be coming down to that. I you might suck some dick. I might have to do some sexual favors because Jesus Christ, this is... This is just horrible. <laughs> like, and I can't really blame Petrček too much. I mean, his age is definitely showing, but he's not getting any help. Koscielny, you know, just like he's not a captain. You know, he's more of a leader by like what he does on the field, um, by his like action on the field, and he's not vocal. There's no organization. Players seem lost. Why isn't Licksteiner playing more? I don't know why we bought him. Like. Where the hell is he? And it just felt as though we couldn't get anything going whatsoever. And 
again, Mesut Ozil being on the bench is just like, what are we doing with him? There's just a lot of questions going on with Arsenal, which there were the matches today uh, in which Arsenal won. Manchester United had a great comeback, but we will be getting to those on our podcast that will be out Friday morning. This is just all FA Cup, but um, which, again, Jesse Lingard was the hero for you guys again. So I, I really don't know. You know, it was just disheartening because the FA Cup is, you know, Arsenal's competition. But then again, you guys are only one cup behind us with 12. So it's definitely both our competitions, the two best teams at this cup. So it's it was just a rough day. Absolute just terrible day to be a gunner and just Jesse Lingard. Dude, all the fucking tweets about they should just make a statue of Jesse Lingard outside the Emirates, outside the Emirates instead of uh, Dennis Bergkamp. Just like <laughs> I was just, I know it's like banter, but I'm like, dude, just fuck off, come on, like, just, just, just let me die. Just like I'm already dead. <laughs> let me die. I, uh, I don't know what it is about Jesse. I don't know if he has like the souls of every single Tottenham fan burned into his into his like right foot, but he loves to punish. Arsenal ruthlessly he has four goals against you in four games and the man just stays scoring uh and I swear some of the hate is because nobody likes Jesse Lingard for whatever reason I fucking love Jesse Lingard uh, I think was, it's 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 his face it's uh, no I totally get that I do totally get that but I don't feel that way about <laughs> Jesse Lingard because I'm biased like I hate so many people just because of their face but I don't see that in Jesse because I love Jesse, but mm-hmm. uh, the dude he just kind of looks he just kind of looks like a he looks like a fuck boy. That's, he does that's look the... like a fuck boy, and he dances. And normally I'd fucking hate him, but when he's scoring on Arsenal, when he's fucking dancing at the Emirates, I'm just like, okay, this fuck boy is my fuck boy, and I fuck with him heavy. Oh yeah, Martin, absolutely. If he was my fuck boy, I'd love him to death. And you know, I can't deny his talent. I mean, the guy is just amazing against us, and he's been very consistent as of late for you. So he's an absolute great talent, and he just loves just putting my face in it. Like when a dog takes a shit, just put my face in it. <laughs> so that's basically you watching Arsenal at this point. Yeah, but just, Kev, I mean, you gotta, you got what? A couple more days, one more week in this January transfer window, and the only rumors that I've seen about Arsenal are you signing a PSG midfielder, a young kid, and uh, Perisic from Inter Milan. Mm. Why is the focus not on a fucking defender? You obviously need defense and have needed it for a fuck, if I know, a long-ass time. Yeah, actually, the January transfer window ends Thursday, so that's going to be, you know, we're probably going to be talking a lot about that for Friday's episode as well, saying, like, ooh, were there any major changes? Because there's usually one. There's always that one where it's like, oh, did not see that happening. So um, will it be like the Fernando Torres or, you know, happened on the last day of the uh, transfer window? We'll see. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, there was this great tweet that said, like, oh, could you imagine Aubameyang, Lacazette, um, Perisic and Ozil like standing there with their hands on their hips while our shitty backline gives away another dumb goal like <laughs> <laughs> like so obviously that would be fun to watch but I just know like when they give the ball away it's not going to be fun so I don't know what we're doing we definitely need something like what I would give for like a Kubali uh, Kubali I can never say his name right from Napoli or um, 
you know, a Virgil van Dyke big ass defender, you know, I feel like Socrates has definitely been good, but he's just dumb. Like he gives away dumb fouls in front of the penalty box all the time in dangerous areas. I feel like we just don't have any discipline, which is just really disappointing. And it was very like evident in this game. Yeah. Um, I definitely think that you need to target a defender, but I, I think Socrates is Jaka of last year. Uh, he's, he's a big bumbling fucking, uh, player f- from the Bundesliga, just like Schalke. And he's used to, I guess, rougher play. So he'll give away that stupid penalty from time to time and make make you fucking curse his name. But he's definitely a presence in y'all's back line. So you need someone, you need like a center back to pair with him to calm him the fuck down. Kind of mm-hmm. like Rio and Vidic, where Vidic was just the animal unchained and Rio was a fucking animal but he used to calm shit down so i i think that should desperately be a target rather than fucking parasitch i thought i think your attack is perfectly fine i don't see the need yeah. to buy parasitch especially like, the fact that he's what 29 30 mm-hmm. yeah i mean there is this great tweet which i've referenced before uh it's by ty bond from the uh who kicked the corner flag podcast uh, which we've been on. Uh, he had a tweet that said our attacking front is top six. Our midfield is like mid table and our back line is like the bottom of the table, like relegation zone. It's like very strange. They have like every layer of the premier league in one team. So I don't know. There's definitely a lot of work to be done. Like each week it's either super highs or super low with arsenal. There's just no consistency that I can see. But all right, are we done dancing on my grave? Can we move on? Let's let's move on. Okay, uh, before we move uh, to a game I really want to touch upon, I do want to say Swansea City beat Gillingham. Swans are back. Welcome back, Bob Bradley. Welcome back, Swansea. We're coming back to the Premier League. Let's go. Let's go, Swans. Let's go, Wales. Okay. I hate you so much. I um, hate you so fucking much. Um, also, Darby won. So Frank Lampard is a good coach, confirmed. Um, the game I want to touch upon is the Millwall Everton game not only for the amazing upset by Millwall which essentially is going to kick Everton out of the cup uh or did it did it actually no they they still have it yeah. like this mm-hmm. no they're they're out Everton's Look. gone oh and the she fans gone. are calling for uh, Marco Silva's head like relax mm-hmm. y'all yeah, but the main thing I want to talk about here is the hooliganism. If you haven't seen the videos that went viral, Millwall and Everton fans getting into giant clashes, which is hilarious because we just talked about that crazy dumbass hooligan down in Miami who wants to bring hooliganism to America, who's a former skinhead, and of course from Florida, <laughs> and of course from Florida, which is just so funny. I just wrote that blog for our website about it, and next thing you know, we just see crazy hooliganism, which is the same firm the millwall firm is the same one then that guy called out and said why don't you come to america it's like well fuck off dude but um so yeah millwall fans and everton fans beating the shit out of each other uh you know this is very rare a lot of people are like oh my god it's just like green street hooligans it's like no like people got seriously injured there's this there's a picture of this guy who has a giant scar like literally from his like eye down to his chin across his face where it's like he's going to be like literally fucked for life um and people are offering him like crazy plastic surgery because he got cut with like a knife like super deep like he almost died i don't think anyone died but it was very like it was very scary scenes so i don't know if you have any comments about this martin i mean great for millwall but like people are now saying that the millwall fans were doing racist chants and that they were acting unaccordingly 
Some people said they should be kicked out of the FA Cup. There needs to be extreme measures. Um, I don't think I agree with that. Uh, But, I mean, it was pretty fucked up what happened. (coughs) Yeah. Um, I I, I saw the video, I I think, Sunday morning. And I saw it on Instagram. And at first I couldn't tell what the fuck was going on. And then I read a couple of the comments. And it was basically everyone calling Millwall fans scums. And then, you know, you look closer and you see this dude fucking in the middle of a crowd of people just slashing out with with a knife and fucking obviously really hurting someone and hurting uh, other people. And I, I think that you're right, Kev, when you said no one died. But this is kind of a uh, act from the past that I thought football fans moved on from. Um uh, you kind of do not see this a lot anywhere or anytime anymore. Uh, so this kind of definitely was a shameful act. I don't think Millwall should be kicked out of the FA Cup because uh, they're, a couple of their fans are assholes. It was just like uh, when the Roma and Liverpool fans weren't kicked out of the Champions League when uh, there was fan violence between them. Uh, so this is just another shameful incidence of... A couple idiots fucking ruined the fun for every other drunk lad out there. Uh, mm-hmm. I definitely think but, there should be like bans. Like if you can identify, yeah, I think the there people. should be a fan ban, or you know, do it like fucking Italy does. Make Millwall play within a closed stadium, no spectators for two or three games. I I don't really think that truly truly hurts the club, but that might be weird enough to say, all right, let's not do that again because I don't like playing in a empty stadium. Mm-hmm. And then, like, really, because England is so weird about showing their games on TV, so literally no one <laughs> would see that game if it was in a closed stadium. So, I don't know. This That's is true. just a this is a very scary, scary scene. Which you know, don't get me wrong. I love Green Street Hooligans. I love those type of movies because it's a movie. Please, like in practice, this is people will actually get hurt. It's kind of fucked. And, you know, I'm all about a Donnie Brook here and there, but. Like, when people are literally, like, being scarred for life and possibly killed, it's not funny anymore. And who brings a knife? Like, I thought you guys were all about not using fucking weapons, fucking pussies. So, moving on to dancing on more London teams' graves before we get to Tottenham. Let's go to West Ham, who are upset by AFC Wimbledon uh, 4-2 after Anardowicz gave a very weird video saying he's, after, like, holding out to the club, trying to be transferred, and the club was like, all right, we'll just give you money, whatever, and then releasing this very, <laughs> very strange video. It was showing, a hostage video, for sure. There was definitely a gun to his head. Like, there was definitely a man in the other room saying, like, say it. Just fucking <laughs> say it. Um, so Wimbledon putting a smackdown on West Ham. What is, what is, what is you know, what is happening? Oh, real quick, going back to Everton real quick. This guy had a funny tweet saying, like, you know, they're giving a lifetime ban to anyone involved with the uh, fight. So some guy said, like, please, tell Everton I was there. I don't care what the missus said. I was definitely there. I do not. <laughs> <laughs> so good, good. it's tough being an Everton fan right now. Thoughts and prayers. Because they started off promising, and now, Jesus Christ, it seems like they're going to be in a relegation battle soon. So who knows? I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. God bless the Toffees. Um, 
So, aside more London teams sucking at the FA Cup, let's move on to Tottenham, who only don't only suck at the FA Cup against another London team, Crystal Palace. They suck in the Carabao Cup, which they have also been knocked out of. Jesus Christ. What a bad week for North London, Martin. Dude. I mean, I thought this week for uh, New Orleans and Louisiana was shit with AD fucking trying to get out of there and the Saints being out of the Super Bowl in a blown PI call. But fuck Tottenham. Guys, first you have an injury crisis, a huge one. Uh, Then Sonny goes off to the Asian games. Then your star striker gets hurt. Then you guys get knocked out of the Carabao Cup. Then you guys get knocked out of the FA Cup by Crystal Palace, who, I shit you not, had Tottenham's number the entire fucking game. And Crystal Palace went toe-to-toe with them, and David Sproney, who just happens to be a casual 39-year-old goalie, came up with some fucking terrific saves and knocked Tottenham out of another cup. So it's looking less and less likely like Tottenham's going to get any silverware for their barren trophy case. And Pochettino had the most bullshit excuse for it, too. Oh, I was about to bring this up. Please, please go for it. Go for it. So fucking Poch in an interview said... Trophies are about building ego. I'm sorry. Get the fuck out of here. You know who says that, Kev? Arsene Wenger. You know who says that? Uh, oh, no. Someone who doesn't win trophies. That's well, actually, him. yeah. Arsene, Arsene Wenger wins trophies, so never mind. I, sorry. I, exactly. I, That's why I skipped over him. I didn't want to oh. include him on that. Mm. That's me erasing that last, like, 10 seconds there. That's a rewind. <laughs> yes. um, yeah, which is so counterpoint to what uh, Ali Sokshar said in the same week, saying, like, oh, we're still in the Champions League. We're still in the FA Cup. We can still win some trophies this year. Like, total, like, opposite. I mean, obviously, they're still very much in those competitions, but, like, what two, like, total other ends of the spectrum in terms of points, you know what I mean? So... What a bad week for Tottenham. Thoughts and prayers. So, which team is in more uh, turmoil right now, Martin? Tottenham or Arsenal? Uh, Tottenham for sure. Because yes. they yes. have, yes. for whatever yes. reason, yes. 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 Tottenham yes. has like a goddamn, I don't know if it's a microscope or something. Maybe it's because they've never achieved anything. So, people are like, do it. You got to do something to be considered great. And Arsenal's like, okay, you guys were the fucking invincibles. You guys kind of get a pass. So I mm-hmm. think Tottenham's in that turmoil because they're trying so fucking hard to be great and win trophies. Oh, but yeah. They dude, shoot themselves is... in their foot every single fucking time. This is their best side they've probably ever had with their best manager, and they're still falling short. And as an Arsenal fan, I'm going to be riding that invincible gravy train till it runs out. So truth, I don't think that's ever running out, Kev. Mm-hmm. It's an nope. invincible. It's an mm-hmm. invincible gravy train. Literally, like every year when that when that one team loses, like halfway through the season for the first time, it just like boosts <laughs> all the Arsenal fans' oh, yeah. egos, like instantly. It's like, ah, oh, yeah, no one can do it. It's like, dude, you're in like sixth place right now. Sit the fuck down. Like, <laughs> <laughs> doesn't so, matter. Win invincibles once. That counts yeah. for something always. We're going to start turning into the fucking Dallas Cowboys. It's like, well, we won like three Super Bowls in the 90s. It's like, dude, sit the fuck down. Like, that was like <laughs> a billion years ago, which which pains me since I'm an Eagles fan to compare myself to the Cowboys. But moving on to, um, you know, a London team who seems to be sorting it out. Chelsea beating the snot out of Sheffield Wednesday. Uh, the boy you were just talking about, Calm Hudson-Odoi, right? Is that how you pronounce his name? 
That's what I'm going with. In all okay. honesty, Kev, like mm-hmm. I looked at his name a lot. Mm-hmm. I listened to it a couple times, and I'm just like, "This is my best shot." That's what mm-hmm. I'm going with. This is the hill I'm going to die on. All right. Uh, also scored phenomenal talent. It's going to be interesting with him and Christian Pulisic there to see how that dynamic plays out. But William, um, so is William good? I don't know. He got two goals in this game, one a penalty, obviously. But William very shined in this game, which he's like either hot or cold. I can never know. But again, Chelsea, great wins in the Carabao Cup and the FA Cup. This team just loves to stay in competitions. Like you can never count them out. Yeah, um, I mean, I think this was less of an impressive win uh, than their Carabao Cup win over Tottenham. But for fuck's sakes, this was a pretty damn important win for them. Uh, Hudson Odoi uh, shown he uh, was in the fucking news. He was speculated about, and he fucking showed up. He fucking scored a beauty. Higuain got his debut. I mean, I fucking heard fans chanting Higuain from the fans. And let me tell you, it's a weird, it's a really fucking weird sensation watching Higuain in England playing Sheffield Wednesday. I mean, that it doesn't feel natural to me, Kevin. I don't like it. But it's over. It's done with. He got his fucking name on the goddamn lineup. And he was offered a penalty, but reportedly he turned it down. So I found that pretty fucking interesting. Mm, he's just not in shape yet. He's trying to play like the honor thing. He's like he pre- he couldn't even run up to the ball. So that's, that's what um, <laughs> fat man. He, he's just trying to play it off like he's honorable or something. It's like dude, we know you like you would have flubbed it probably. Um, like you did in the uh, what was it the the Which southern one? You got a this, couple options. Oh Jesus Christ! There are a couple options. Um, the one where he lost to Chile. What was that called? Like the southern? Oh, the Concacaf, wasn't it? Yeah, wasn't it the fucking Concacaf. Yeah. I think it was. Uh, Higuain, what an interesting guy, you know, (laughs) which is like, but his stats are like still really good, but it's like, we all keep thinking he's bad. I can't decide if he's good or not, but his stats say he's good. Stats lie. I think in this case, uh, he's, he's great on paper. He's a fat man in real life. Um, I, I don't think he's going to bring anything revolutionary to Chelsea at all, to be perfectly honest. I mm-hmm. don't really understand this uh, transfer unless they are planning on smacking him in the middle of a forward diamond between Higuain, Hazard, Pulisic, and Hudson Odoi. Um, that would be fucking badass, but I just don't see that working. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I honestly no idea. Just no, I no idea how it's going to work out. But you know, Chelsea are real quick to get rid of their players, re- get new managers, and you know what, Martin, it fucking works. There's nothing yeah, like don't doubt him. <laughs> like literally every time people are always questioning like these this club's decisions and I've just known to just never it's like the Patriots. I'm like I'm never going to count them out. Like I'm never going to be like cuz all these people are just haters and I'm like dude, you're going to eat your you're going to eat your fucking toast. You're going to eat your pie. I don't know what the expression is, but you're going to eat it. And cake. you're not you're going to eat your cake and not like it. It's going to be shit cake. And shit cake. Um, it's not going to be good. So we'll see. We'll see how it plays out. Um, he's definitely getting up there in age. Fitness is always a question with that guy uh, for good reason. But, Martin, my next question is, also Man City won. Fuck them. They, they beat the doors off of Burnley 5-0. Do we have to talk about it? No, we don't. Nope. nope. Okay. Executive decision. We don't. You guys are good. Is that what you want to hear? You want to hear that from us? You guys are really good. <laughs> asides, asides today against Newcastle, Ooh, which we will get to on Sneak Friday. Peak. 
preview. So, ooh, ooh, did you like that? That's a little hmm, little sneak peek there. Um, so, did you guys just hand the league to Liverpool? Maybe, but we'll see if Liverpool. We'll you find know, out on Friday. Oh, stay tuned. <laughs> God damn it. I feel like a bad <laughs> like a bad soap opera. It's like, I'm your twin brother. Stay tuned next week. So, um, <laughs> Chad? Sad? Chad? Chad? Um, <laughs> so that's all like really the FA Cup stuff to talk about. But it seems, Martin, the FA Cup magic is back. We've been shitting all over the FA Cup. But when we have games like this where we have the Millwalls, the Wimbledons upsetting these teams that are normally in the top 10 of the Premier League, like, I think this is what the magic of the cup always is. And I feel like we always get lost in it around the fourth round. But once we get down to the semifinals, it's usually going to be, you know, United, Arsenal, Chelsea, whoever, you know, Man City. So, yeah. and then we're, and then we're just like, eh, do we care again? So right now we all really care, but I guarantee you, once we are getting to like the semifinals, we're all going to be like, ah, oh, look, it's the top six again. No one cares. Ah, I will say, though, this year, I mean, two of the top six have already been, three of the top six have already been knocked out. Liverpool by the Wolves, uh, Tottenham by Crystal Palace, and Arsenal by Manchester United. So that leaves fucking City, who just dicked on Burnley, fucking uh, Chelsea, who just beat Sheffield, and Manchester United. So I think we're going to see a mix-up no matter what because either Chelsea or Manchester United are out in February. I think the game's on February 12th. So mm-hmm. the only two top teams by the round, by the semifinals are going to be City and either Chelsea or Manchester United. So I think, I think this is basically paving the way for City to moonwalk across the finish line for this fucking FA Cup victory. Because as long mm-hmm. as they don't draw either Chelsea or Manchester United, uh-huh. they'll just beat the doors off of literally any other fucking team in in the FA Cup still. And I just wanna I just wanna fucking read you I'm not saying there's a conspiracy, but I'm saying there's a conspiracy. I wanna mm-hmm. read you who Manchester City's cup ties have been this year. Okay. In the Carabao Cup. Oxford United, Fulham, Leicester, and Burton. In the FA Cup. Rotherham, Burnley, and Newport or Middlesbrough in the Champions League. Schalke. Tell me there's not a conspiracy to fucking pave that fucking golden road. Hmm. Well, Martin, I'm not going to say it is, but you are asking the right questions. And I like Mm. that. I like that a lot. So, hmm. Hmm. Is it fixed? Maybe. Is there oil money involved? Possibly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but going to boost that up to a probably. Yeah, let's go probably. So, yeah, stay tuned for Friday. We're going to go over all the Premier League games that happen on Tuesday and Wednesday. But okay, we're going to get to fan questions right now. But before we get into that, I have two things I want to mention. One, shout out to Top Class Finish Soccer Podcast at Top Class Finish. I ran into one of the hosts of the show at the Boston Bar McGann's Irish Pub. I forgot to bring this up in the beginning, Martin, but uh, this guy like walks up to me in a United jersey. He's like, give me that look. Like, I know him. And I'm like, fuck, am I supposed to know you? And he's like, Kevin? And I'm like, yes. And he's like, <laughs> And he's like, uh, hi, I'm Andy. Um, I, we follow each other on Twitter. I'm top class finish. And I'm like, Oh no fucking way. Like you're and like, we just got beer and like, it was a really awesome guy, really cool show. It was just very fucking weird. Like that someone would reckon because I was posting videos of all the people chanting and doing the songs while I was crying at the bar. So that was really, really cool. So shout out to Andy. That was 
kind of like just a really weird thing that happened. Um, and the second thing I want to bring up is we are going to be joining Overtime Media. So what Overtime Media is, is through Advertised Cast. I've been talking to this guy, Justin. Awesome dude from Minnesota. I thought he was Canadian. I told Martin, I'm like, the guy sounded really nice on the phone and like had this accent, but I saw the calls from Minnesota. I thought he was Canadian, which is pretty much the same thing, right? I don't, is it Martin? I don't know. I think so. I think you can round up there. Um, But yeah, so Overtime will be hosting our show. Nothing's going to change about the show, but essentially they're going to be the ones doing all the monetization of the show, I guess. So like, um, they're going to be putting in ads into the show. So we're not even going to be reading ads. They're doing all the work for us. We're not going to have to pay for a host anymore. So that's really fucking wicked. Like the guy was like pitching it to me and I was like, this just sounds like a lot less work for us. So, um, and we maintain all the ownership of the show and you know, we honestly, we just get to do less work, which is pretty sick. So, um, as two dudes who love doing as the least amount of work as possible, <laughs> This is ideal. So shout out to those guys. We're getting like con. There's gonna be contracts and shit. Like, and then you know why this is happening? Because of you guys. Because and the show's not changing. There's gonna be like a couple ads now. But you gotta be like, yo, like this shit started off as just two drunk dudes, and now they're getting ads. And you know what? I kind of like ads now. Like, because it's just kind of like I like a little break where I can like check my phone or something, you know. So and you can always skip them. You can always do like plus fifteen, plus fifteen, plus thirty on iTunes. Like the skip button you have. So even if you if you don't want to listen to them, you can always skip them. Just skip to our dumbasses. So um, that that was really the only two announcements I had, Martin. But it kind of, are you excited? I'm fucking pumped, dude. Uh, I mean, it's it's definitely going to be weird. I know Kevin and I don't listen to our shows after we record them because we hate the sounds of our voices and it makes us want to die. Um, but I know that y'all are going to fucking experience the new ad thing for the first time on our, on our show, and just know that we'll be as confused as you are and if you guys fucking like the products if you guys fucking buy the products give us a shout out uh and we'll fucking shout you guys out as long as the day is long so fucking Mm. i'm pumped for it we're pumped for it i hope you guys are too uh and kev i think that finishes up our announcement period of Mm. morning class i think fan questions are next yes so let's do fan questions because this show is only possible because of you the fellow lads. So the first question comes from our Instagram at lads podcast. The question comes from Mark Morgan. Uh, he says, I saw an article that said Real Madrid would sell up to six players this summer. If so, who goes, who stays? Does Eden Hazard come in then? So I think they're trying to like get rid of a lot of their old heads and also their injury heads. So I'd probably say Bale. I don't want to say Cruz or Modric, but they're also getting up there, you know, Martin. So yeah, I'd, I'd say, I'd say Modric goes. I know he's been linked with Inter Milan. Um, I'd also say Marcelo goes. I could actually see him joining Ronaldo at uh, Juventus, and I could definitely see Benzema going if Hazard comes in. But I think that a couple stalemates to the squad are Varane, Isco. Asensio and Ramos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they just can't. Ramos is just he's just don't don't even think about getting rid of him yet. He's gonna die on the field. Mm-hmm. Like it's gonna be like uh, Maldini. It's gonna be like uh, like he's literally going or Gattuso. He's going to end up just like getting murdered on the field when he dies. So um, and yeah, I definitely see 
I don't know, dude. Hazard is just so wishy-washy, so I can't tell what's going to happen with him. But definitely expect some major changes of Real Madrid um, in the coming months or next year. Um, also, Will Morata, same question from Mark Morgan. He has a second one. Will Morata find form with Atletico's attack? Uh, I don't know. Diego Simeone's a phenomenal coach, and I feel like Atletico kind of fits more of his system, unlike Sarri's. So I can see him doing better than he did at Chelsea, which isn't saying a lot. Do you see what I'm saying, Martin? <laughs> yeah, I actually agree with you wholeheartedly there. Um, I think he'll be better, but I don't think he'll be great. I don't think he'll be anywhere close to the likes of Diego Costa, Fernando Torres, uh, Antoine Griezmann, etc. Um, just because he is Murata. I think he's uh, he, he was an overhyped player after his time at Real Madrid and Juventus on loan. So mm-hmm. I think he'll get better, but I don't think he'll get great, if that makes sense. Yes. So the next question comes from our Twitter. And the first question comes from Gilberto, at G underscore Koto 11. He says, thoughts, but spelled like thoughts, like those, like hoes, like thoughts, uh, on Neymar and OG Ronaldo's injury comparisons. That's actually a good question, because both were plagued by tons of injuries and are both Brazilian. And... That's about it. Both played for a really, really, really good, uh, you know, La Liga teams. So, Martin, thoughts on thoughts on the comparison between those two uh, Brazilian attacking amazing players? I, I, I think it's a pretty fair one. Uh, I don't think Neymar is has achieved anywhere close to what uh, OG Ronaldo no, has achieved no, in his no. lifetime. No. Probably the uh, best, but, in my opinion, probably like the best number nine of all time. If definitely in the, yeah, like in the conversation. Absolutely, and I, I, I don't think Neymar's up there yet. But in the injury proneness, I mean, OG Ronaldo's legacy has a tiny, 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 tiny little asterisk on it about his injuries. I think Neymar's at this point in his career will be a lot bigger. Hmm. Um, the next question uh, is directed at you, Martin. Uh, it comes from at a underscore WSSE or Socrates. I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing your Twitter name, but it's Twitter. Who gives a <laughs> shit? Um, it is a at uh, EPO Bible transfer talk where it says Fellaini has agreed to enter talks with Shandong Luneg, a Chinese Super League team, and have offered him an attractive offer. So his question is, what are your thoughts, Martin, on Fellaini leaving the club? Thank God. Um he has never been Manchester United quality. I've I've seen a couple funky, fucking pundits out there and a couple people out there on the Twitterverse and on the YouTube saying that he always gave it his all for Manchester United and don't hate him just because you don't like him. And that's absolute bullshit. I don't care if he gave it his all. Look, it's it's like putting um it's like putting Lonzo Ball or Markel Fultz, or uh, some other slight bust on the Golden State Warriors and being like, go play with the starting five every single time. I don't care how you perform, but give Mm -hmm. it your all and you'll keep performing and you'll stay in this squad for four years and get three rings. Like, no, that's not okay. I don't care if he fucking tries his hardest. If his hardest is well below the fucking quality of Manchester United, get him the fuck out of the the club. Good riddance, I say. I never want him, mm-hmm. wanted him at Banished. Manchester United. Get him Be out. Be gone. 
be gone. Be gone. Fucking, it's only fitting that when Sock Jar and Old Head comes into Manchester United, Marwan Fellaini's fake ass gets the fuck out of my club. Good riddance. Go to China. Make your money. I'm happy for you. It's so weird that like Mourinho had such a weird affection for Fellaini. I don't. I will never. They all quite... did, dude. Moisey, fucking Louis Van Gaal, Mourinho. They all loved his dumb tree ass. Like. Like, I don't get the argument. It's like, well, he tried really hard. It's like, dude, like, I can try really hard to be a, doc- <laughs> like, to be a, doc- a doctor. Doesn't mean I'm going to, like, be good at surgery. Like, I like I could really give him my all, but I'm not going to be good at it. I don't know. That's a I, that's probably a bad comparison, but it doesn't matter. Like, if I give him my all for Manchester United, I'm still not going to be able to make it on the pitch. Um, the next question comes from Corey Andres at Corey Andres 27. Uh, he says, what is up, dude? Sup? Uh, if you could sign any fictional character to your respective clubs, who would you pick and what position would they play? Ooh. Ooh. That's a good question. Wow. Well, thank you, Corey, for the great question. Um, ooh, I got one, Martin. What is it? I would I would have Mr. Fantastic in goal. That would be a great that'd be a great Ooh. fictional character. Fuck me up. Just dude, just fucking just stretching his arms out like crazy to stop a goal from ooh. any which way direction. Yeah. That and goal, Mr. Fantastic. So uh, that's that's who I got. That's who I got right now. Uh, do you have any off the top of your Can head? Can I pick an entire squad? Like, oh, <laughs> are we doing our, our Shaolin soccer? Because all of oh, them. Sh- <laughs> I'll just I'll, I'll just take the Shaolin soccer squad. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'll take literally every single one of them, or Santiago Munez from goal because he's a fucking Newcastle and Real no, Madrid Martin, hero. Martin, Martin, that's a documentary. That's that, Thank that's you. real. Excuse me, I'm sorry. I'm yeah, sorry, I misspoke. That, goal <laughs> and goal. What's what's the sequel called? Goal <laughs> 2, <laughs> The Dream Continues. <laughs> the first one's ha- Goal, The Dream Begins. Uh, oh, I still haven't seen either of those movies. I just know so much about them just through they're you so and through great. the... They're, no, they're. I just know they're not. I just know they're not good. They movies. have a nine point seven on IMDb and ninety three on Rotten bullshit. Tomatoes That's and a ninety eight point eight on Metacritic. Fucking right, phenomenal. Stop feeding me shit. Um, <laughs> who else would I? Who else would I take? Uh, I would have Batman as my manager. Obviously, the greatest tactician of all time. Um, see, now I got DC and Marvel. So yeah, I'm very. I got a diverse squad already, and. I would have the uh, the hmm. I would have <clears throat> the jugger the juggernaut as a center back. I don't know. I'm about to. I, I, um, you know, it's like I'm the juggernaut, bitch, from like X Men Three. That guy with like the helmet. Yes. Yes. Okay. I'm, I'm getting. I'm, I'm, go, I'm going way too down the nerd rabbit hole. Um. So I'm done. I'm not, I, I want to get back too out. much. Too, back out. I'm Fucking a, dig I'm out. out. I'd have Spider-Man on my wing. All right, I'm done. Okay. Uh, <laughs> next, 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 next question is from Young Leg, uh, Anthony Shopa, who I uh, featured on his show yesterday for Two Foot Talk, who talk about Arsenal transfer. So make sure to check out Two Foot Talk. Uh, he says you are stuck in an elevator with three players. Who are they? You also have an alcohol of your choice. Spice it up. Ooh, three Oof. players, Martin. Oof. You could get stuck in an elevator with. Who would they Oof. be? All right. All right, number one. Oh, should I start with the drink or should I start with the fucking players? Um, I'm doing whiskey. I'm doing a very nice like Johnny Walker 
blue label is that like the really expensive one i think um, i think because i went the exact opposite direction <laughs> <laughs> okay okay I'm, you know what i'm gonna start i'm gonna start with some class Go for i'm gonna it. start uh, i'm sorry some johnny walker blue i'm gonna have thierry Henry. obviously like if Henry is not in my in my elevator then something's wrong with me um then i would probably have ooh. This is where it starts to get tough because Henri was such like a lock for me. Like I was like, all right, immediate lock. Um, here we'll go back and forth. All right, who's your first person? All right, first off, my alcohol of choice is red wine, a fucking great Italian fucking vineyard wine. That's the extent of my knowledge. And my first mm-hmm. person is none other than Mid- Mister Italy himself, Andreas Pirlo, uh- because. Damn My it. man now, has I fucking w- vino knowledge. He has style knowledge. He has the perfect fucking hair, the perfect fucking pass. He's a goddamn legend in Italy and worldwide. Fucking Andreas Pirlo, my number one choice. Okay. All right. Now I'm going to go. Then you go. You ready? Go. All right. My second pick, Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Ooh. Ooh. My now, second. That, hold on. Go why? Ahead. Why? Tell me why. Oh. Uh, because Henri is all class and like sophisticated and French. He's like, like, and Zlatan's just like brings all just the ridiculousness, just the Kanye. Like, just I need like he's just so over the top. I need Zlatan to like diffuse that. Ooh, okay, okay. My second one is actually kind of similar. Then my second mm-hmm. is Wayne Rooney because I need someone to get fighting because I mm-hmm. I enjoy a good drunk fight and I know Wayne Rooney enjoys a good drunk fight and I know he. Is okay with being arrested, so Wayne Rooney is my second on the choice. At the very least, I'll get to see an ogre fucking smash in an elevator. Mm. All right, and then my third pick, Jack Wilshire, because we're getting fucked up, and Ooh. I need someone. Clo- I need someone closer to my age, and I know he'll have six. So that's just Ooh. like that's so, that's that's a good that's, fucking call. All right, th- that's my power for, three. <laughs> you ready for my uh, third choice? Yes. All right, Olivier Giroud because. Drinking Ooh. red wine. I don't know, dude. Things might get a little steamy. I might it's, get lost already... in that Frenchman's eyes. I might be like, ooh, Olivier, sing to me. Sing to me in French, you fucking beautiful man. Mm. I'm already, like, kind of kind of hot right now. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Just wow. thinking about Olivier and wine gets Kevin hot. Mm. Look at that. Yeah. All right. Well, that's enough of that. Well, guys, thank you so much for checking out our show. I need to go whew, take a shower or something. <laughs> um Check us out on Friday. Friday morning, we'll be going over all the Premier League games that happened today and on Wednesday. So make sure to stick around for that. Um, there's not going to be any advertisements or anything coming soon. We're still getting contracts. But just just know there's just going to be a couple 30-second, maybe a couple 60-second ads in which you can just like – which don't let the advertisers know, but you can skip them. You can definitely just like <laughs> skip skip over them. But like if you told me you listened to them, that makes me feel better. So – um and make sure to tell everyone you know about our show and tell them to subscribe and listen because that's the only way we can like this these things can happen for us and we can keep doing the show so we we love you and also there's still hoodies for sale so i feel like i'm being so like money grubbing right now but i we've had a few people buy hoodies and they're still run away kev run away run away i I I should i should i should stop right now i should really stop right now but all right that's that's our show all right all right all right